In this week's episode of Beans Talk, we'll be discussing aquatic critters. Aquatic critters differ greatly when it comes to enclosure setups, which is one reason that up until now, we haven't really mentioned them. Well, I mean, we have mentioned them. Not really. So, when you're saying aquatic critters, you're thinking fish, fully aquatic turtles, fully aquatic frogs. Yeah. But that's not the only aquatic critters. Semi-aquatic. I'm not really talking about semi-aquatic because those fit into, like, the arboreal tropical desert. They do, but they're also, they, they have that aquatic component that very much applies to what we're going to be talking to about today. Taking care of aquatic critters can be quite dangerous as there are plenty of dangerous critters to own out there. However, as with most animals we talk about, the real danger is you. If you aren't careful and aware, you will kill these critters as they are super sensitive. Yes. And going back to episode eight, which we'll probably always refer to from this point out. It really is the best episode. (laughs) (laughs) They can be handled as long as you take proper care. Right. Wet hands before you put them in the water. Yes. Wet your hands Before you put them in the water. I know that sounds super strange and super weird. It's best if you can wet your hands with their water. Right. Because that's what they're acclimated to. Mm -hmm. And anytime you take water from outside, you're introducing different chemicals, different bacteria. So just get, get your hands wet, then reach in and get them. Yeah. I know a lot of people are thinking, owning aquatic critters isn't that dangerous. Well, let's list off some aquatic critters. Beyond what people think. It's not fish. No, you've got, like, the African clawed frogs. They will literally break their bones to stab you. As far as fish go, bigger fish may not be may not seem that dangerous, but if they bite you, it's going to hurt. Well, we can get into some dangerous fish, especially larger dangerous fish, arapaima. Well, yeah, but those are ones... Piranha? Those are ones that are made... Haku? Those are ones that are made to kill. I'm talking about, like, bass, larger goldfish, plecos. Plecos have spines, and they will stab you. They do not. Pufferfish? But, you know, like, if they bite you or stab you with their spines, it's gonna hurt. And people are like, oh, but they're so cute. Yes, but they're very dangerous. And let's not forget crabs. Yeah, crabs, shrimp. Not super popular, but crawdads or um, freshwater lobsters, as they're properly called, if you don't live in the South. Yeah, crayfish is actually what I'm talking about. And snails. Snails aren't really dangerous. Pointy. Not really. (laughs) Most of them have rounded shells, and the ones with cone shells are usually considered pest snails, and you can crush them between your fingers. I know people think fish are cute and harmless, but even the ones that aren't made for killing can be quite dangerous. I've been hurt by a goldfish. It's because it smacked me in the face jumping out, but it's happened. Yeah, so that's the danger. What's the fun part about aquatic critters? Watching them swim. Yeah. <laughs> the setup. Yeah. Because you can really set it up however you want. You just got to make sure you have proper hidey holes because fish don't want to be seen all the time it makes them nervous and proper depth yeah make sure you actually have enough water volume for the amount of fish you want yeah but beyond water volume the water column some fish like to hang out in deeper water and if you have just a small tank even if it's a technically enough 
water for that amount of fish, they may not be happy because they want to be in deeper water. Right. Like those ghost shrimp I had that help keep the chubby frog water clean. Mm -hmm. But But they like a deep water column. Yeah. Like that 120 gallon, or that's not 120 gallon, the 60 gallon sitting out in front of us that's like two and a half feet tall. They would love to be in the bottom of that. Yeah, they like to feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. It makes them more comfortable. And with that, we actually can have our middle and top columns because it's tall enough. Yeah. Those middle swimmers that they don't like to be up at the top, but they'll swim up and down. Mm -hmm. And then like our top swimmers like angelfish. (laughs) Goldfish like to be up there sometimes. Goldfish go up and down. It just depends on where the water's based. Goldfish are pretty happy wherever. Yeah. I I think the coolest part about aquariums is the filter setups though. Me too. Because you can have so many different filters. Everyone knows the the top suction filters. The, the waterfall filters. The giant tote that used to be behind us. Over here. But there's also uh, bottom pump filters, spillover filters, bog filters. Ooh, you brought up bog filters. I did. I love bog filters. If you know what a bog filter is and you think about it, you think of large ponds. Bog filters can be any size. We actually have a bog filter for our turtle pond, and it's not even that big. I mean, of course, it's like 400 gallons, yeah, but it's, a 400 it's gallon And a 40-gallon bog filter. You need to be somewhere around 10% yeah. of total volume. Yeah. But it can be done at any scale. Yeah. And then you don't have to really worry about filters. Right, which is the most expensive part of owning aquatic things, yeah. especially if you've got, like, turtles. But, you know, a, a spillover filter also helps with that as well and most spillover filters you have at least some semblance of a bog filter mm-hmm. the spillover filters you can turn into bog filters right well, a lot of people do and a lot of people will have fish in their spillover filter like the cleanup crews in the spillover oh. spillover actually goes up to the the water goes all the way up to the top of the tank or if you have a nice soften um, wherever you want to keep the water level and then it is filtered underneath and pumped up yeah so you have a separate tank underneath yeah. that holds the spillover water so it needs to be roughly 10 to 20 percent of the total volume i completely volume. forgot about those yeah that's a spillover filter which are really cool and really fun to make and you can design them however you want and disguise them however you want and when you do a saltwater setup, that's the best way yeah. to go. The lavers of aquatic critters are intensive. Yeah. There's so much cleaning to do. You have to clean at least once a week, and that's if you have a good cleanup crew. Yes. I was going to say, even with a good cleanup crew, the cleanup is so much. Yeah. And there's, unfortunately, there's not really a way to automate it. Not really, no. You, there are systems out there, and maybe we're working on something as well. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll do a partial water change, ten, you know, the 10%. Right. But you're not getting a good scrub. And there are systems that you can put in that filter from the very bottom under your gravel, you still have that top layer of gravel, though. Yeah, it's just there's so much cleaning to do. And personally, 
I would rather do sand than gravel because it's easier to clean. Of course, you can't use a, a gravel vacuum. You'd have to get a sand vacuum. Yeah. But it's easier to clean. It's less of a hassle if you have to change the water. Yeah. I'm also, this will be an exclusive for everyone listening. I'm working on a different enclosure for aquatic creatures mm-hmm. that will be easier to clean and hopefully that I can fully automate. That would be awesome. I didn't even know that. Yeah, this is just something that I've been kicking around. I've got some designs, um, getting ready to start on a small scale. Like that small scale or like yeah, that like, small scale? like that small scale. Okay. Uh, what he's pointing at is a 10 gallon. But yeah. But anyway, um, I, that's something I, I'm thinking I can uh, accomplish maybe within the year. And speaking of enclosures, we haven't had much to say today, so why don't we talk about that a little bit? So we did, we began this journey with the mother bee. That's what started frog bees to start with. We started looking at enclosures, and they're all the same. They're heavy glass boxes, and that's not needed. They're also, you know, you can't take them apart to clean them. So if something gets in a crack, it's really hard to clean. Yeah. So I set out to design a better enclosure, because why not? Somebody has to. Right. So the enclosures we build are, you can fully take them apart. Now, if it's an aquatic enclosure, I don't recommend that because you're going to break all the seals, but also we take safeguards with that. Right. So that you're not, you don't need to, but they can be taken apart if you need to and put back together with the proper seals. We, you don't need four heavy glass sides. Look at your enclosure right now. How many sides can you see your critter through? One's against the wall. Sometimes two are against the wall. Sometimes all three are against the wall. So why have all that heavy glass? Not to mention being able to see your critter no matter where they go stresses them out. Right. All of the enclosures we build come with one or two viewing sides because that's all you need. Right. That gives your critter a corner, at least one corner, possibly two, to get out of sight and hide and feel safe. Right. We also use a lightweight acrylic. So if you need to move your critter, you don't have to hire a moving crew or flag down people on the street to help you pick it up. It's even with the bare minimum, they're heavy. They are. And unless you have an extreme amount of water pressure, you don't need that thick glass. So we use acrylic and we use natural woods that are treated, uh, not chemically treated. (laughs) They're treated to withstand moisture. Right. That is safe for your critter. We also offer mesh sides and tops, which is uh, a galvanized steel. So your critter will not get through it. We have had our critters test that theory. Yeah. And it's safe for them. And then, you know, you have a fully a fully articulated top that you can open all the way up and it can fold all the way back and stay up. And all of your cords for your whatever you need can run through 
a small panel in the back so you don't have to unplug everything to take the top off, which is frustrating. Yeah, no kidding. And we also don't size our enclosures by gallons. And why is that? Because if you size it by gallons, you're going to get very inconsistent results. It is two times the length of the critter for the length of the enclosure. It's one and a half times the depth, the length of the critter for the depth, and one and a half times the length of the critter for the height. Right. Now that is a, that's for all of our standards. That's what we went off of. If you have multiple critters or an odd sized critter, we can size those. Or some critters like shorter enclosures. Like hero, yeah, like hero. Like hero, yeah. The Euromastic. He he doesn't need a tall enclosure. And then there's some like chameleons, tree frogs that they're like six inches tall, but they, they need, need like yeah. two, three foot of room. So that's where the custom enclosures come in. But we do it by measurements. We give you a gallon equi- equivalent. Um, for example, our our ten gallon equivalents like what, fifteen by. 15 by 12 inches so that's a square box and then 12 inches high right and that's a 10 gallon equivalent whereas if you go to say a local retailer and ask for a 10 gallon tank there are about five six different options and they're all different sizes yep some bigger than ours some a lot smaller than ours so that's why we don't do 10 gallon we say the 15 by 15 by 12. Right. Because then you know, as long as your critter is roughly less than eight inches long, it would be a good fit. Right. You can go to thefrogweeds.com and look at the enclosures yourself. We also have a contact form so you can reach out to us about custom enclosures. Yes. We also do consultations for setting up your enclosures. Yep. Yeah, and we we can also do any custom size. Uh, Yeah. As long as it'll fit in your house, we don't care to build it. Anything else? No, I believe that's it. All right. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, leave us a review, leave a comment, let us know what you thought of the episode. If you have aquatic critters, tell us about them. We'd love to hear it. And let us know what you think about uh, maybe a new design on a aquatic critter enclosure yeah and subscribe to our patreon and maybe you'll get to see the process of us developing this yeah Um, we'll see you next week bye